Back in 1789, the king of Prussia proclaimed, The only, absolute, and best friend that a man has in this selfish world, the only one that will not betray or deny him, is his dog. Dogs are beacons of light. They are the creatures that will protect us from the darkness within our own minds. It's even said that having a dog in your life extends your life. For me, a house is not a home, unless there's the patter of furry, four-legged pups bounding around. We place our trust in these creatures to deliver life-saving alerts as we train them to be service animals or train them to find the missing among the rubble. No other animal is trained the way dogs are, and I truly believe that they're heaven-sent. Throughout pop culture, dogs have always been seen as positive. Cartoons like All Dogs Go to Heaven, or movies like Balto or Bolt, or others like 101 Dalmatians, or even crime-fighting dogs like Scooby-Doo, and we can't forget Lassie. While film and television has seemingly always painted a positive image of man's best friend, literature and folklore has been the opposite. Literature has built a world around the black dog omen, and it is often seen as a dark phantom within tales and folklores, and is always the bringer of death. And it is said that the black dog is the devil's companion, and considered to be a hellhound. In today's episode, we take a look at the other side. We take a look at what literature has deemed man's not-so-best friend. So, let's dive into that. Welcome to Audibly Haunted. I'm your host, Ani Kachadorian. What do you think about when you hear the word dog? Do you think cute, maybe a little fluffy? You think of a protector, or you see them as little goofy fur babies. You might even think of terms like puppy eyes or puppy love. They are guardians, and they are speculated to be able to see spirits both good and bad, and even death himself. Dogs have always been associated with humans, but in literature and folklore, the association with humans was much darker than what is known to be today. The black dog is much larger than your average household pet. When seen, it makes no noise and leaves no prints. It is often seen at home in the elements. Stories always seem to describe the black dog out in nature, including burial sites or near rivers and streams, places where the realm between the living and the dead seem to collide. They have also been associated with the devil and the underworld. These stories have circulated through England, Ireland, and even Germany. German folklore tells stories that tie the black dog to witchcraft. It is said that within witchcraft, black dogs are thought to be a familiar of the devil and in turn are seen as symbols of the devil 
during witch transformations and rituals. This really does go the opposite direction of the modern ideal that dogs are God's creatures. Within Celtic religious practices, the black dog was said to be given the special role of otherworld guardian. This hints at the idea that the black dog is one way or another tied to death. Within Greek mythology, you have the stories of the most famous of black dogs, the three-headed Cerberus, the hounds of hell. This is a three-headed dog that guarded the entrance of the underworld, and creatures of this nature could be found across Celtic, Armenian, Indian, German, and Iranian mythology. During a time of need, when the people of New Orleans were facing a yellow fever epidemic, the people prayed to the saint who was patron saint of protection, Saint Rock. The reverend of the town and his churchgoers begged for the saint's protection against the disease. The reverend promised that if the saint kept his people safe, he would build a chapel in his honor. Soon, people stopped getting the sickness. It seemed that their prayers were actually answered by the saint. In keeping his promise, Reverend P.L. Thieves built the chapel and St. Rock Cemetery in 1874. Today, the cemetery is deemed New Orleans' least visited cemetery. If you visit it, there's a very good chance you'll be there alone. At least, that is what you may think. While it may be a lonely cemetery, it is positively crowded with visitors' ghostly encounters. Many reports emerged of a large black dog sighted among the graves. The creature is described as unnaturally large and has even been captured on pictures and videos. Now, some may say, well, maybe it's just a large stray within the cemetery. Well, maybe. However, people who have seen it have followed it throughout the cemetery. And just when they corner the creature and it has nowhere else to go, it is seen running behind a stone and vanishing. Saint Rock, who the chapel is named after oddly enough, was also the patron saint of dogs. But this isn't the only encounter of a large black dog within a cemetery. In fact, many eerie cemetery encounters recall the same kind of creature. When fresh ground was broken and a new church and cemetery were built, it is said that the first to be buried within its grounds would spend their eternal afterlife guarding the grounds from the devil and from those who wished to defile it. So to prevent a human soul from taking on this burden, folklore would state a big black dog was buried alive within the grounds. The dog would become the church grim. It was described as a large black dog shaggy with gleaming red eyes. This led to folklores like the story of Kilgram, the Devil's Bridge. And this lore went like this. In the North Riding of Yorkshire, attempts were made to build a bridge, 
that could withstand the fury of the floods, but none were successful. The devil promised to build one on one condition, that the first living creature that crossed it should serve as a sacrifice. When the bridge was completed, the people gave long consideration as to who should be the victim. A shepherd, who owned a dog named Grim, swam across the river, then whistled for Grim to follow. He quickly went over the bridge and became the devil's sacrifice. The bridge then became known as Kilgram Bridge, which today crosses the River Urn in North Yorkshire. The Grim. Hmm. Where have I heard that before? The Grim. Well, for my Harry Potter fans, it'll sound pretty familiar. In Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the mythology of the spectral black dog comes into play. It is a huge puzzle piece in the story. In the beginning chapters of the book, Harry finds himself running away from his uncle's home. Lost at what to do next, he sits down at the edge of the road when he sees something in the night that alarms him. He sees a dog as large as a bear with gleaming eyes. When he is suddenly scooped up by the night bus, he believes himself free of the creature, whatever it was. That is, until he finds himself in Professor Trelawney's divination class. When reading his tea leaves, Trelawney becomes overcome with fear and shouts, My dear! Professor Trelawney's huge eyes open dramatically, You have the grim? When the class is unsure of what this entails, she continues, The grim, my dear, the grim! cried Professor Trelawney, who looked shocked that Harry didn't understand. The giant spectral dog that haunts churchyards. My dear boy, it is an omen, the worst omen of death. This moment brings attention to the church grim I mentioned before. This is the reason I love these books so much. There is so much under the words that enhances the reading experience. This reading within the book sees the black dog as an omen though the church grim within some folklore also sees it as a guardian that comforts the souls that were freshly buried within the churchyard and helps them cross over. The black dog, I guess, was not always bad. But the toe dip into the black dog folklore doesn't stop at the grim that Harry is haunted by. Harry's godfather, Sirius Black, later in the book is discovered to be the black dog he saw at the beginning of the book. He is what is known in the wizarding world as an animagus. This is the magical ability that some have to transform into an animal at will. It is the name he and his friends gave him that adds another layer to the story. Harry's father James, Sirius, and their friends Lupin and Peter form a secret group called the Marauders and are the founders of the Marauders map Harry uses in the book. They are called Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, 
and prongs. Sirius Black's alias is Padfoot, which is oh so fitting. Padfoot hails from England and is referred to, you guessed it, a huge black dog that can shapeshift. Sirius is able to shapeshift from human to dog at will. The folklore states that when the Padfoot has shapeshifted into the black dog, the rattling of chains can be heard that drags behind it. This plays into the book as well, as Sirius is an escaped prisoner from Azkaban. The Padfoot is seen as an omen of death, and does go almost hand-in-hand with the tales of the Grimm. When Harry sees the Grimm and Sirius as a dog before he learns that Sirius is one of the good guys, he thinks he is the bringer of death. Now, with this bit, I feel it will hit home with my fellow Wizarding World fans. Now, we obviously all know Sirius was a good guy, but in the first half of the book, we all believe him to be bad. So, the Grimm, or a Padfoot, were death omens, and death omens were seen within folklore stories to be companions of death, or rather, to the devil. Sirius Black, throughout the first half of the book, is ridiculed for being Lord Voldemort's right hand. Now, you can view Lord Voldemort as death, or rather, the devil, and Sirius, the Padfoot, as his companion. There is so much intertwined within Harry Potter books that even though I've read them a hundred times, I discover something new each and every time. In the 1898, April to June issue of the Connecticut Quarterly, a gothic short story is published simply titled The Black Dog by author W.H.C. Pynchon. The story didn't get much attention at the time. In fact, it was overlooked by literary critics, but through the years, it's earned its place as a classic ghost story. The story is from the point of view of a scientist who recounts his time at Harvard as he explored the mountains around the school and came face to face with a strange black dog. He learns that there seems to be a pattern with the dog. He describes the meetings as, And if a man shall meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy. And if twice, it shall be for sorrow. And the third time, he shall die. As the nameless narrator ventures into the wilderness, he finds a riverbed, where he bends low to see if he can find a fossil for his collection. He states, I had been on my knees, pounding away for dear life in my endeavor to get off a good cabinet specimen, and I had just gotten up to straighten my back when I noticed, trotting up the road, a dog. I suppose he might have been called Black but it was the same degree of blackness that you would see in an old hat that had been soaking in the rain a good many times. After meeting the dog, he continues on his travels, and to his surprise, 
the dog joins him. The great black dog follows behind the horse the narrator is riding, stopping to jump into the rivers nearby and to curiously sniff every rock and log along the way. As the sun begins to set and the night is near, the man decides to turn around and go home. As he travels back, he says, Then, when we turned back and started for home, the dog running on ahead, I took a great liking to that dog. In the first place, he was so quiet. Not once in all that day did I hear him bark. Even when a calf beside the road tried to coax him into a fight, and he was so light on foot, though the roads were very dry, yet I did not see a puff of dust rise from his feet as he trotted along ahead of the horse. And this is how I met the black dog for the first time, for joy. As they reached the same place where they met the dog, it ventured back into the woods. And no matter how many times the man called and whistled, the dog never came back. When back at the school grounds, the narrator sits with his friend, Herbert Marshall, to talk about things. And Marshall states he, too, had seen the dog. Twice now. The next morning, the men venture out to brave the winter weather that has come in and to take photos atop the mountain's cliffside. After climbing up, taking photos, and making their way down, the narrator states, I looked at Marshall. His face was white, and he steadied himself against a rock, but there was not a tremor in his voice when he said, I did not believe it before. I believe it now. And it is the third time. And then, even as he spoke, the fragment of rock on which he stood slipped. There was a cry, a rattle of other fragments falling, and I stood alone. Later, I cannot tell how much later, there was no measure of hours or minutes in such a time. Bruised, bleeding, almost frozen, I stood by all that was left of my friend. He was dead. His body was already stiff. They found him where I left him, and by the body watched a black dog that as they approached fled swiftly back into the shadows and of the lonely ravine where the brave life had ended. As you make your way through this short story, you begin to see the fragments of the folklore come through as he describes the encounter with the big black dog. For starters, myths always said that the dog was always found in the elements, in nature, out. And sure enough, he meets this big black dog in the woods, by the rivers and streams. Myths and legends and folklore always told that the black dog would make no sound. The creature may throw its head back and howl at the moon above, and even the heat of its breath would show in the cold, yet no sound would ever be heard. The narrator is surprised that the dog before him did just that, made no sound the whole time it was with him. As the creature moves, no prince would be left behind. For the narrator, the creature never left prints, 
and even though it ran around, it never made dust or a mess. And the creature, most popularly, was deemed the bringer of death, if it ever came across your path. Marshall, seeing the dog for the third time, ultimately led to his untimely death. The black dog was at times seen after the death occurs, waiting for his owner, death himself, to arrive to collect the soul or until the living came to collect the body. The dog stood by his victim until those of the town came to collect Marshall's broken body. The black dog omen has dug its claws, pun intended, into literary lore for centuries. As these stories get passed along, with each telling, this hellish creature grows more and more frightening. The black dog omen has leapt off the page and into our reality as well. Countless stories across the internet talk of a dog larger than anything seen before lurking in the shadows, or sometimes even in the fluorescent lights of a hospital. They seem to appear when death is near, and in both real life and within books and literature. Maybe that's why they earned their title as the Black and Shaggy Omen. We pray that we never see. This has been Audibly Haunted, and I'm your host, Ani Kachadorian. You can find Audibly Haunted wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, you name it. Give it a listen, drop a rating, a review, and share with all your friends. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all next week.